So the idea is we have LaunchCart, which is our Shopify alternative. Then we have the LaunchCart CRM. And then we have Launch Ads, which allows you to use artificial intelligence to write the ads, build the ads, and then pushes all the ads to the platform. So anybody now can create and run their own ads and not have to pay an agency $3,000 a month to do that. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the My Future Business Show. My name's Rick Nusky. I'm your host. It's great to have you with us. Now, on today's show, I have the pleasure of welcoming speaker, author, CEO, and founder of LaunchCart, the entrepreneur's best friend, Mr. Greg Reiter. Welcome to the show, Greg. Hey, thanks, Rick. I appreciate it. And you have that wonderful radio voice. It sounds awesome. So professional. It's awesome. Thanks for having me. No, absolutely. Pleasure having you here. Now, we're going to be talking about your entrepreneurial journey, your suite of software solutions, the power of dreaming big and taking action. We're also going to take a deep dive into one of the most impressive e-commerce platforms that I've seen for a very long time called LaunchCart. But before we do that, Greg, it's customary for us to spend a moment of time talking a little bit about you. So, Tell us, where are you calling in from today? I am in a city called Escondido, California, oh. which is actually San Diego County. So I'm actually in Southern California in a beautiful city called Escondido, California. Now, I know uh, that a lot of great software companies reside in that location. Why is that? Well, just, you know, the whole Southern California, the weather, um, it's, it, it just, it's just, you know, Silicon Valley is north of me, of course, but yes. you got Los Angeles and they're trying to build their own Silicon Valley and, you know, people want to live here. It's just a beautiful place to live. The climate, the weather, it's just amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Beautiful place. That's for sure. And certain. What do you love about the place the most? The weather. The weather. I'm from Colorado. So, you know, we had four seasons and winters and I grew up on skis and skiing. I visited California, went to the beach and the ocean. You know, but having 70 to 85 degree weather year round with, you know, no humidity and just just it's just ideal. It's just it's just the world's best climate. Now, I know uh, you and I spoke earlier. You're just about to jet uh, somewhere um, for whatever reason that is. But do you get any downtime when you do? What do you enjoy doing? Do you have any hobbies or sports that you enjoy doing? I love to ski. It's one of those things I just love to do. Yep. And I'm also a hang glider pilot. So oh. between skiing and hang gliding, that's what I do for my, my fun time, for sure. Yeah, you know what? There's a lot to be said about risk risk taking. You know, I, I, remember, <laughs> I remember jumping out of a perfectly good plane thinking, why am I doing this? Do you ever get this thought? Well, hang on. I, I actually feel the most alive when I'm almost near death. You know what? It's interesting because hang gliding has this immediate, uh, you know, people think about it as being somewhat of a dangerous sport, but really, I don't think it's, I think statistically, it's not as dangerous as driving a car. Um, and so when you learn how to hang glide and you figure out how you learn and how it works, it's like you learn on a little baby hill, a little bunny hill. And I started when I was 15 years old. And so I've just been flying my whole life. So there's no, I don't feel any risk when I go hang gliding. Yeah, well, it's just it's just such a serene feeling where you run off a mountain, you catch a thermal, <laughs> you're three or four thousand feet above the ground, the mountains flying around with the birds and the eagles. It's amazing. See, and that's the thing. You have to be in the moment. You have to be focused, don't you? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's one of those things to where, you know, as, as a as a serial entrepreneur and a guy that's just always living the, the life of an entrepreneur, it's skiing and hang gliding is the two things that I do that they, they take my mind off because I'm I'm barreling down the slopes of 30, 40 miles an hour, or I'm hang gliding, it's 100% focus on the task at hand. You know, I often ask, you know, what sort of a, what sort of an animal would you be if you came back as one? I suspect yours would be an eagle. 
Yeah, yeah. No, I used to actually when I started hang gliding, there was we saw this TV commercial where they had a hawk flying with a hang glider pilot, and so we we're like, oh, that's cool. We gotta do that. <laughs> so I actually got into falconry, and so I became a licensed falconer. But when I was seventeen, and so I'm hang gliding, and I'm you know trapping and hunting and training birds of prey yeah my nickname was Birdman. oh there you go it's all it's all tying together now tell me a little bit about um why is it that they put the the, the mask over their eyes the, the hawk's eyes the minute you you cover their head and you 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 make them blind they're immediately docile oh. so i can i can trap a hawk or a bird or an eagle or whatever in the wild and then you know you get it to them and they're freaking out and you throw that hood over them and they're yep. completely blinded and they just immediately go docile and they go docile. Now, speaking of animals, your love of animals, did you have any pets as a child? Grew up with dogs and golden retrievers and bred dogs, and I've always been a, a, a dog lover, and I've done a lot of rescue dogs. Oh, yes, we've got a rescue dog, actually. We've got three Rottweilers, in fact. Are you a big breed person or a small breed? I used to be a big breed, but in my older age, and now I'm like a small breed. I used to breed gold, uh, St. Bernard's. Oh, goodness. And then, I, and then I went from there to golden retrievers, and now I have a little rescue dog that's like a little chihuahua, a chihuahua mix. <laughs> oh, I absolutely love it. I don't know if you know anything about Rottweilers. They think they're lap dogs. They're crazy dogs. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, tell me, when you were growing up, I know that you've had a, a long and illustrious career. Was there anybody in your, I guess, your life prior to becoming on uh, into the business space and, and now into the entrepreneurial space that you looked up to? Like, when I was growing up, I used to always uh, look towards my grandpa. He used to share some great wisdom with me. Did you have anybody like that in your life? You know, not not really as a child. My mm. my my parents got divorced when I was two. And I, you know, you ever read that book, Rich Dad Poor Dad? Certainly have. Rob Kiyosaki. So I tell people, I tell people that book was written about me. And if you know Robert Kiyosaki, tell him to start sending my royalties to me. Oh yes. So my parents, I was born to a really really wealthy family. My parents got divorced when I was two. I went with my mom, who got married, divorced, married, divorced, married, divorced, and she mm. was also real estate. So I went to five grade schools, three junior highs, and three high schools. So I didn't really. You know, so didn't it's connect. like I didn't really. Yeah. And then it was just that kind of stuff. And it wasn't until I got out of high school and then my dad started mentoring me and, and played that rich dad role that changed my life. See, that diversity in environment, I used to remember doing a lot of moving around as I was growing up as well for one reason or another. Did it bring any value to your life? Did you take any away from that uh, experience? Having to move around I think, so much. I think maybe it's why I, I have the charisma and the, the ability to go into anywhere, any event yep. and feel comfortable to meet people. Yeah and to network with people because you know that's how it was i was always going to a new school and you know trying to meet new people and do do new stuff so i think i think it really did kind of shape part of my personality yeah great feedback thank you very much what's a daily routine look like for you are you, are you an early riser <laughs> yeah i i wake up about five five thirty i pray in bed and, mm -hmm. and i say my i, I wake up I, i've trained myself to wake up and the first thing i do every morning is i'm grateful for that tree i'm grateful for that window i'm grateful for my wife i'm grateful for my kids i always tell people wake up with an attitude of gratitude and i can't remember who taught me that jim Rohn, brian tracy zig ziglar dennis Rayley, some some personal development guy taught that and i took it to heart and now i've kind of trained my body so i do that and i just sit there and then i lay in bed and i think and God always talks to me in the morning. I always get all my greatest ideas and my greatest inspiration in the mornings. Then I get up, I walk straight to the coffee pot, get one cup of coffee and come straight to the laptop. <laughs> I'll add a little bit uh, that I heard you say in a recent video that you did, but I think it was your daughter. You said, have an attitude of gratitude and tell somebody you love them. How important yeah. a family to you? 
Oh, that's it. I've been married for 37 years. I got five incredible children and family is the foundation for, you know, happiness. Is it the foundation and the motivation for you becoming an entrepreneur yourself? I think, uh, or is I it don't personal? know. You know, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's definitely part of the why of what gives drives me, but you know, just for some, whatever reason, because of the way I grew up and what I do, I've, I've, I got into helping raise money for companies that my, my dad got me to an investment when I was 19. I turned my, I turned $2,000 into $14,000 in four months as an investor. Mm. And so I ended up getting my stockbroker's license. And then I started helping raise money for early stage companies and entrepreneurs. And, and, uh, I raised hundreds of millions of dollars in the eighties. And I, I, um, uh, I just love that entrepreneurial early adapter, you know, yep concept and that i and i tell people i'm a i'm a copycat marketer and i i do copycat stuff because i believe success leaves tracks but i did i did coin this phase a torrential downpour economics and what i mean by that is you know when when when, when i was like 21 years old 22 years old a little company called home shopping network came to us and said hey we want to raise some money. We're looking for six hundred thousand dollars, and we're gonna we're gonna build a a, 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 cha a a cable channel where people buy stuff on the television seven twenty four three sixty five. Mm -hmm. And at that time, there was three TV stations. Cable was just coming out. No one had ever given their credit card over a phone, and no one had ever sold anything on the TV. Infomercials hadn't even invented really at that time. Yep. And so we raised them the six hundred thousand dollars to get them going and get them started. And you think about that, you think of the trillions of dollars, you know, maybe billions or trillions I don't yeah, know, yeah. of dollars that have, you know, the torrential downpour of economics of every shipping company, every truck driver, every TV station, every manufacturer, every entrepreneur, every bookkeeper that's been touched by the success of Home Shopping Network, which is now like a, you know, 10 or $20 billion company. It's crazy. So I, I love that, that, that ability of, you know, when an investor believes in an entrepreneur, an entrepreneur executes and does that, it just changes the world. Yeah, absolutely. Great feedback. Now, I wonder, given how busy you are and how energetic that you are, I almost feel like you're a New Yorker because it's, it seems to me you never sleep. How important is having relaxation time away from your business to you? You know what? I'm one of those guys that it, it's it's not I don't have a balanced life. I love what I do. I, I love where I'm going and I'm driven and I do like to get away and go fishing and but I'm one of these guys like I can't go to the beach and lay out for a couple hours. No. I find no, I find no, you know, I can go <laughs> swimming and boogie board and surfing and I can, I can do sports and I can, I love to go boating and that kind of stuff. But I'm not one just to sit around, relax and, and just chill. I, I just, I, I like movement. I like, I like creativity. Yeah, absolutely. Now, where do you get your best ideas from? Because I'd love to talk to you a little bit about, I guess you'd have to have, this has to have come from somewhere, this idea to create uh, not one, but four or five different uh, organizations, software solutions. Where do you get your ideas from? You know, my ideas come from two places. The you know, my, my, the Lord that I serve, I, I, I tell people I, I get Gmail, and this is before Google started Gmail. You know, because I, I was referring to Godmail, going, oh, I got this Gmail this morning, man. It, it was, <laughs> That's awesome. It was so I get a lot of inspiration from that. But then, then the other thing, too, is I am a personal development junkie. Yep. I got introduced to the book Think and Grow Rich when I was 19 years old. At the same time, my dad got me in that investment. My, my brother, my older brother, then turned me on to Tony Robbins. And then I got into Zig Ziglar, Brian Tracy, Dennis Waitley, and Jim Rohn. And I bought into this concept that if you're not learning, you're dying. And so you, therefore, you should be learning every day of your life and, and you should be exposing yourself to new things. So 
I, I bought the, I took this concept going, I'm going to learn 20 minutes a day, every day of my life. Now, have I done that since, you know, the eighties? No, but almost, almost, almost every day of my life, almost. it's 20 minutes of education. You know what I, I suspect given such a large community that you serve, you're learning a lot uh, through, through those channels, let alone any say audio books or uh, traditional books or video courses that you may expose yourself to, but do you have a preference? Do you prefer audio over written books? Yeah, no, I, I can't read. I'm, I, I fall asleep when I read. I listen to audiobooks constantly and podcasts yes. constantly. Yep. And um, I just I just love learning. And, I, and I'm writing a book called The Law of Exposure. And it's kind of like, you know, the more you expose yourself to, the more you the more you can accomplish. And I'm all about increasing your skill sets because Warren Buffett taught us that if you want to beat inflation, you better increase your skill sets. So you can demand more in the marketplace. Of course. So um, I'm all about all that. Yeah, as you. well as about coaching that and teaching that, you know. Yeah, well, this is another thing I'd love to talk to you a little bit about uh, in a moment. But I remember my first ever experience, Greg, uh, as an entrepreneur, was uh, getting five bucks for washing somebody's car. Do you recall yeah. your first ever experience? Yeah, no, I, I was I was selling seeds door to door. Ah, love it. What sort of seeds yeah. were they? <laughs> yeah, just like little little like. Dandy, I don't know, just like little house plants, and you know, in Colorado, <laughs> you'd plant them outside your house. You'd have little purples and reds and yellows, and you see, and then I, from there, I probably I did the the, the newspaper route, and I, you know, I did. I was an entrepreneur from day one. And then, of course, you know, you, you move on to other things. But yeah, there's there's a lot to be said about somebody like you because I I, I watch a lot of your video commentary. You obviously have done this for a long time, but you have a positive mindset. You have you're informed. Um, tell us a little bit about um, for startup entrepreneurs looking to get into business, how important the correct or the appropriate mindset is for them to adopt. Well, it doesn't matter what you're doing without the right mindset. You can't accomplish anything of significance, mm. right? Everything starts between the two ears and your head, everything, yeah. right? So, and then there's all kinds of biblical principles that go with that too, like renewing your mind and things of that nature. But, you know, so it all starts with mindset and faith and belief and then and then you know fear you know false evidence appearing real how do we overcome fear yeah. by knowledge right yeah. if, if you're fearful of hang gliding and i take you out and i take you through the steps of running up and down a hill that's 10 feet tall and you go i can do that i can run on a hill that's 10 feet tall and then we go to 20 feet and then 30 feet and then 40 feet and then the first time you run down a 40 foot hill you come off the ground one foot i'm building up your confidence Yes. Right. And that's no different than with starting a business or, you know, you're launching your business. doing so. You have to learn the skills and you build up your business. You build up your 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 knowledge. You build your confidence. Your confidence drives, you know, the, the whole execution of your business plan. It's a pretty sage advice for sure and certain. Now, with all of your experience, if you were to choose one thing, one characteristic, one trait that you do best, what would that one thing be? Oh, committed to learning. Yep. Commitment to learning, lifelong learning. Commit, commitment to learning. Right? It's like, seriously, it's like somebody else has done what you want to do. Don't keep beating your head against the wall. Success leaves tracks. You know, find a coach, a mentor, somebody that has some wisdom that you resonate with that's, that can help coach you and guide you and get you down the road. You think of every, you know, competitive athlete out there, the world's best athletes, the Tiger Woods of the world, the Kobe Bryant's of the world, the LeBron James of the world, the Tom Brady's of the world, they yeah. all have coaches, they have right? Coaches. And if they, and if those people at the highest level of, of, of their, of their, of their, of their sport or whatever it is, has a coach, why shouldn't we have a coach? Why shouldn't we have a mentor? Why shouldn't we invest in education? And, you know, and that whole idea that I was not good in school, I got 
I barely graduated, didn't have good grades. And I didn't like learning, yeah. right? But then when it came to hang gliding, <laughs> yep. I wanted to learn and I ate it up, right? Yep. So, so then I got into marketing and like, I love marketing and I ate it up and I just, I just, I had this desire. So it, it kind of find out what it is that really excites you and then go deep and get and become an expert in that field. It, it's almost like the, the yellow brick road. One, one brick's laid out beyond the next one. Once you find that next thing that interests you, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And again, going back to exposing yourself, how how many people in society that have maybe never listened to your podcast all of a sudden stumble across this podcast and they hear this and something I say or something you say motivates them to take that next step, right? Because every single person can earn the money they want to earn if they learn how. So I love this, this simple analogy. You want to make, like I would, I'll meet kids, right? I'll meet a 14-year-old or a 16-year-old or an 18-year-old and I go, hey, you want to you want to make fifty thousand dollars a year? Yeah. You want to make a hundred thousand dollars a year? Yeah. You want to make one hundred fifty thousand dollars a year? Yeah. You want to make two hundred thousand dollars a year? Yeah. You want to make a million dollars a year? Yeah. Well, go learn how to do that. Just do it. Learn how to make a million dollars a year. Yep. How do you do that? Learn how. You find out. Go right? do it. Because <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and it's a better idea to make a sequence. Go. Let's go make fifty thousand. Then let's make a hundred thousand. But how do you learn how people make that kind of money and then go do it? Yeah, absolutely. There's lots of people around. There's lots of content around. There's lots of ways to learn. That's for sure. Now, yeah, no, and, it, and it's like one more analogy I just love. It's like one of my friends wrote a book called The Compound Effect, Compound the Compound Effect by Darren Hardy. Yep. And it's like if I want to lose weight, and if I quit eating bad, you know, crappy food for a week, am I going to lose weight? No. no. Right. If I want to get strong and get, get you know get muscular, I got to go to the gym. If I go to the gym for a week, no. You got to go. I, I tell people small things done consistently over long periods of time guarantee results. Small hinges swing big doors. There you go. I love that one too. That's a good one. <laughs> now I tell you, um, as a parent myself, I'm I'm trying to teach my kids something about life and you know principles that they can take away with them. What do you want to leave for your kids? What's the one legacy, uh, you know, philosophy about life and business that you want to leave them? Well, I, you know, it just goes back to your, your priorities of faith, family and freedom. You know, for me, it's like you, you have your faith and then you, you have your family. And then, you know, we, we, we're in America and we're in this great country of freedom. And, and I just love that faith, family, freedom model. Right. And then and it kind of comes back to your core values, respect, trust, integrity, uh, honesty, uh, excellence. You know, you have to put together and, and be and be uh, aware and cognizant of what the values are that you want to stand for and that you want to, you know, instill in your children. And so it's not enough just to say that you have to write it down. You have to think about it. You have to focus on it. You have to pray about it. You have to talk to your spouse about it. You have to get in alignment with it. And then you get, then you start asking questions going, how can I teach my people, my children to understand and respect honesty and understand and respect integrity and understand and respect faith and understand yeah. and respect marriage, you know, all the, all those all things, in. right? Yeah. It's yeah. a process. It really oh, yeah. is. It's funny because, you know, this is what I think makes the My Future Business Show fundamentally different from many business podcasts is that we take a little bit of time to look at the people behind the business because, you know, from a fundamental level, the, the nuts and bolts of a business don't change, but the leaders certainly do. So I do appreciate your feedback. Now, tell me the um, one big thing. I, I don't think people realize the significance of who I'm speaking with you, with you on the show today, Greg. Tell me a little bit about the one big thing you've learned from associating with top-tier entrepreneurs like Kevin Harrington and Shark Tank's Bert Allman, because I know that you've been working with a lot of big names. Yeah, you know what? It goes back to uh, relationships. Yep. 
and your net work. Like, you know, Kevin used to always say, your net worth is directly correlated to your net work, right? Yep. So cherish your net work and build those long-term relationships. So when something in your life goes to, excuse the expression, but hell in a handbasket, you can pull on your relationships with your net work to help get you and pull you back up. And then when you're on the cruise control, you just have to have those people that are there to support you and, and be with you. And it's like, and things will fall into place and your life will change as your network and those relationships build. So I think one of the things that I, that again, going back to what we could teach our kids and what schools could do a better job at is people understanding, you know, what a relationship is and, and what, what integrity is and what respect is. And when you, when you really take that into consideration and you really think about the people you've met and I, and I got to tell you, I haven't done a good enough job at it in my life. I've done a decent job at it, obviously, but when you think of the people that I've met and the money that I've raised money for and the people that I've come associated with, if I yep. had done a better job of consciously staying in touch with them, finding out how can I serve them and what can I do, it would even be, it would be compounded even to even the end more. degree, but it's, it's, it's important. It really is. Yeah. Great feedback. Thanks again. Okay. I know that we're on a, um, a, a timeline here, Greg. So tell me, I, I know that you won the two comma club award, award for click funnels. I was really impressed with that. What was that like? You know, it was an accident because I, I was getting ready to do a, a, a launch of a, of a product and uh, I had a programmer and we used to not use click funnels because at that time, especially about this, like the 2018, Yep. The pages didn't load quite as fast. And I had a wicked smart programmer and he would program my pages out and we, everything would load faster. We just create everything from scratch, all HTML code. And he pulled a disappearing act on me like four weeks before oh. my launch. And <laughs> it's like, and it's like, so then I'm like, I had to build it on ClickFunnels. So I got on there. I built it on ClickFunnels in a week or two weeks, launched it, did a million dollars in one week. That's And crazy. got the two comma club award. And I've known yeah. Russell Brunson since like 2004. Great guy. He's a great, great guy. platform. You know, he's just, he's just an amazing guy. He's done a great job. Yeah. No, look, talking about the sources of inspiration, that's for sure. And certain you've talked about some pretty incredible names thus far, but I, as a software lover myself, I live and breathe software. I even run my own software reviews club. I often wonder how people like you, I don't know if you do any of the coding or the building of the products, but how does you go about finding these incredibly talented individuals who write the code and pull these things like launch cart together? Well, you know what, what's interesting about that is, when we set out to do launch card, it was like, hey, this is e-commerce. We're not reinventing the ball. We're just going to take digital marketing tools and we're going to put in what, what we call the must-haves because we were using Shopify. Yep. And Shopify, you had to get an app for this and an app for that, an app for this, an app for that. And what I refer to as must-have features, like you must have custom reviews. You must have exit pops. You must have promotional bars. You must have coupon codes. Those aren't should-haves. Those are must-haves. Cool. And the fact that I had to go to the app store, search for an app, read all the apps, read all the reviews, download an app, install mm. the app, and configure the app, I thought, this is terrible. Yeah. So all we did was go, build me a Shopify, and then see that app right there that integrates Shopify, build that in natively. See that app right there, build that in natively. So we, we didn't really recreate anything. And then and then now with our market, you know, with some of the vision, what we're doing with banking as a service and our source and sell marketplace and where we're going, yeah. we got some really cool stuff that's never been done before. So it hasn't even been created yet. So some of the some of the stuff I'm still looking for the right people, but I'll say this about that. When you put the intentions in the world, and, and for me it's prayer. 
Uh, but it's like the universe rewards, you know, you can manifest things. So I started talking about this, this, this split payment merchant system back in 2018. And I remember people telling me on my team, Greg, you have got to quit telling that to investors because what you are describing you want to do cannot be done. Huh. Right. Really? And here we are in 2024. <laughs> it can be done now. And, 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 and I actually, through the universe, a guy called me up and he actually wrote all the code. He worked for Citibank and he worked for this company, he worked for some of the biggest Fortune 1 companies in the world. And he wrote the code base that's going to do exactly what I want mine to do. And he's like, let's do a deal. I'll license you my code. Yeah, no, look, this is incredible. I mean, there's another big thing that you've come out with recently. It's uh, AI ads. And uh, I, I know that we're on a truncated timeline here. So we'll just cover a little bit of what uh, importance that has and significance. You've also got another one that's uh, related to CRMs. Um, yeah. All of these products are coming together just beautifully, may I say. They're so enticing for anybody who wants to get involved. Going to be making sure that we've got some links available for you. So tell us a little bit about the, uh, I guess, the AI component of all your platforms and how big a part it's going to uh, play in the future, do you think? Okay. No, it's a huge part. So we're, we've been incorporating AI into everything in all of our platforms. But so the idea is we have LaunchCart, which is our Shopify alternative. It's an e-commerce plan. Yep. Then we have the LaunchCart CRM, which is like a HubSpot or a Salesforce or, you know, a FusionSoft or a Keep, you know, it does all your email marketing, does your text message marketing. And, and, and then we have Launch Ads, which allows you to use artificial intelligence to write the ads, build the ads, and we connect with Shutterstock and we, it helps find some, some videos on Shutterstock for content for the ads and then pushes all the ads to the platform and then split tests and runs ads for you. So anybody now can create and run their own ads and not have to pay an agency $3,000 a month to do that. But saying all that, the idea was I got so frustrated. I know you probably have experienced this. I had this program for S. SMS text message marketing. I had this program for my social media scheduling. I had this, 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 I mean, not this, I mean, this technology, yep. my email marketing. I use Shopify for this. I use Clavio for that. I use MailChimp for this. I use this for that. <laughs> and I use Calendly for my calendar oh, scheduling. Yeah. And it's like, we wanted to create an all integrated tech. So you log in one place and yeah, there is, everything's there for you. And that's kind of our goal is that we're going to do that. And the last piece of the puzzle we're launching next year is what we call the source and sell marketplace. And it's going to be the ultimate on-demand e-commerce platform where it's drop shipping at its finest where you can source products to sell and you get a commission for everything you sell and you never have to pay for it you don't have to worry about paying for it or shipping it or any of that kind of stuff and it's going to be with real brands from real companies so like right now we're, we're telling people we, we've got shack has this we, we're tied in with the, some guys that have a, a little mini backboard for your office yep, or for I've your kid's it. bedroom where it's, it hooks on the, the door yep. it's a shack branded backboard it's like so we're gonna get products like that and leverage our relationships with our with our board of directors and our connections to get real brands officially licensed brands and then let direct response marketers and e-commerce sellers who already have an audience already have you know the ability to market go hey i want to sell that shack backboard buy it wholesale sell it retail make that commission in the middle absolutely now i know that you're a man who serves his audience you've got a, a huge customer base and you're listening i know you are because i've seen the way that you've interacted with them and it's a real credit to you tell us a little bit about continuous improvement and how how um your audience's feedback has helped you develop these products over time well no i'm one of these guys again going back to personal development what did all my mentors teach me find out what your customers want and give it to them give it to them that's yep. a simple little formula Yep. Secret to success. Find out what your customers want. Give, give it, it to them. them. And yep. if you don't know your customers or who your customers are, you find a hot, hungry market, find out what they want and give it to them. 
right? That's the secret <laughs> to a business right there. So, so, and I'm one of these guys too, that, you know, a lot of people outsource their, their software. I mean, their, their, their support to other countries. And I do that too, you know, but I spend a lot of time in support myself because I personally want to have a pulse on what's going on. And I also ask all my team members to go through and spend time at support at some point in their venture while they're on our team, because if we don't make the customer happy, we'll never be anything. We won't, we won't last and we won't be as significant. Right. Yeah. So it's all about what the customer wants, all about making them happy. And and again, hey, I want this import tool or I want this. Like I'll give you an example. Somebody asked the other day for launch card going, hey, how do I do my XML file for my sitemap? And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, we don't have a sitemap. And I'm like, we should have a sitemap. I don't Some believe map. this. We, yeah. you know, so I'm chatting back and forth with them. He's like, I can't believe you guys don't have a sitemap. So I said, and this is this is in, in, in my you know naivety. I said, well, maybe I can get ChatGTP to write a sitemap for me. So I tell it to go write a, a CSS style sitemap, and I and then I go to my programmers and I say, hey, can we use the CSS code for a sitemap? <laughs> and they laughed at me. And they just were rolling, you know, got a little rolling on the floor, yeah, and yeah. and going, you're right, you're crazy, writer. <laughs> and, and and so literally, like two hours later, they said, okay, we've we've pushed XML sitemaps live for every store. Yeah, that's crazy stuff. Amazing. Now, I know that uh, you're appearing uh, as are your team members and your support staff on different platforms at the moment. I'd love to talk a little bit momentarily about the your team and the great work they're doing to support you in uh, communicating information, questions and, and the likes about all of your platforms, particularly at the moment, LaunchCard. Yeah, no, it, it, it's fantastic. You know, and there, there's a lot of family. My daughter works with us. My my, yep. uh, my son, my oldest son is my director of technology. He's the one that's managed all the programmers all these years. Yep. Um, and then, of course, we have, you know, customer support people and copywriters and email marketers and support, you know, just different people and programmers. And we're all over the world, right? So there's there's some in the Philippines, there's some in Poland, uh, there's some on the East Coast, uh, here on the West Coast. So it, it's kind of a, you know, with, with it, when COVID happened, we kind of did really go around the world. No. Um, I used to have 13 people in my office and then that COVID, we shut that down and haven't, I've never went back. You find it much, uh, much easier or a little bit more challenging to do remotes in different time zones and the likes? Yeah, it's definitely more challenging. I love the culture and the, the, I, I love having an office where there's the energy. I do. Yep. I do like that. I like okay. that a lot. And I actually still go to my office and I still have an office, but I'm there by myself most of the time. It's a good point on productivity, isn't it? I've often heard about CEOs who decide, you know what, I need to get away. I need to get away from my home space where I, I know to relax and go to a place where the expectations are different. How, how important is expectation setting for you? Yeah, no, it's big. It's really yeah. big. And that goes back to like working at the house. You know, you may be heard right now, my wife and I are battling. She's got stage three cancer. So I've been staying home more and more and more. So home has become a workplace. And so yeah. when I have this laptop set up here, it's calling my name night and day. So it's like, it, it, I, was, I, I was just thinking yesterday, I'm like, I got to get rid of this. Like, if I don't have a computer at the house, I'm not going to work 18 hours, 16 hours a day. <laughs> no, <laughs> right. that's for sure. And certain. now there's um, a lot that's going on in your business, but what's something big that you might be able to share with the audience the My Future Business Show audience today? Well, really, it's just this launch of the Source and Sell Marketplace and giving you know our sellers the ability to source products on, on a drop shipping model that we call on-demand e-commerce and, and kind of get things going. And the other thing that we're doing that I just, I just told my team today, in mm -hmm. the very, very near future, I'm going to start offering free lifetime accounts 
for nonprofit corporations. So if you're a nonprofit, you're a church or a nonprofit and you're a do-gooder out there in the world, you can build a store on our platform. You can have your merchandise, your brand of merchandise, your drop shipping store, and you're never going to pay us a SaaS monthly fee. And I'm also going to do that for veterans around the world as well. What a great pursuit. What a great individual. What a great team of people doing wonderful things. Now, if you were to speak to a brand new entrepreneur who was just starting out, um, what would you say to them? What was the one thing that you would do, uh, say to them for them to do today, just to get a good start? Well, set your goals, right? Yep. You know, you know, really figure out what you want. And then, and then, and then going back to like when you're in the investment banking world, you're looking at projections that are three years out and, and kind of back into what you have to do. So you figure out what you want. Maybe it's income, maybe it's a lifestyle, maybe it's an invention, maybe it's a business, you know, think, sit there and go, okay, 12 months from now, if I was to look back and my life was perfect, what would I say it looked like and, and project and vision, visualize and then come backwards and then build your plan to execute moving forward as you look you know, look back, build your plan and then execute. Sage advice, thank you very much. Now, given that you've served so many people over the years, how does it make you feel having so much positive impact on people's lives and their businesses? How does it make you feel? It just gives me life. It's just what it's all about. You know, it's like old Zig Ziglar taught me, help enough people get what you want and you're gonna get, or help enough people get what they want and you're gonna yep. get what you want. Absolutely. So it's, it's, you know, helping, the, the, there's nothing more satisfying than, then, you know, a 24 year old coming back to you and go, man, you changed my life. You know, I'm now working part time to earn a full time salary, uh, you know, and I'm able to stay home with my kids, you know, it, or, you know, I'm 65 years old. I lost my job and now I've got something and I feel I feel like I'm worth something and I'm, I'm, I'm providing, a, a, you know, all those different statements. They just make you feel good. It's just it's it, it just it's what life should be is this doing something that serves human human, you know, humanity, humanity. I tell you, my wife and I. Uh, have invested um, quite significantly in LaunchCart and I'm sure other uh, software that you offer in the near future. And what it does is it actually energizes us and it gives us hope and gives us ideas and a direction and passion for what we want to do and gives us options, um, you know, to start something new together. And it's a real credit to you because I, I don't know that you often get feedback like this, but it really does change people's lives. It gives them dreams to go after, and it's a real credit to you. But um, with with all that being said, uh, Greg, well, thank you for want, that. I love that. Thank you. If people want to learn more about you and um, they want to find more about your products and your services, where can they go and find you? Okay, two things: launch cart, and I like setting that hook by saying it's launched like a rocket ship. I'm <laughs> launching the rocket and cart like a shopping cart. Launchcart.com. You can go there, find all about us. And then if you want to follow me personally, it's Greg Reiter. And my last name is like a typewriter or an author, W-R-I-T-E-R. -E so gregreiter.com, you can follow me there. Of course, on social media, I'm everywhere. I'm Twitter and Instagram yeah. and Facebook and TikTok. I'm everywhere. I'm trying to do my best to spread some, some joy in the world. Yeah, you're doing a great job now. If you're on this call today and you've loved this call, we've only literally just scratched the surface. There is so much more. In actual fact, you can go over to my software reviews club. I've already done a review of Launch uh, Cart, um, but if you're looking to find more information, I'll be providing the links to gregrider.com below. It's just a click of a button as well as launchcart.com. And with all that being said, great, uh, great, great call. Thank you so very much for joining me on the My Future Business Show today. Thank you, Rick. And I always tell people, do what I do. Wake up every day with an attitude of gratitude and tell somebody you love them.